KZSU Stanford. Stay tuned for an amazing, fun-filled episode of Arabology that will center on the uh, Shubak Festival, which uh, happens in uh, London. And uh, that comes to us also in conjunction with Marsam, who are promoting uh, Arabic culture, M-A-R-S-M. And the Shubak Festival, spelled S-H-U-B-B-A-K dot co dot U-K. And we'll be talking about some of their amazing events that are going to be happening starting on June 28th. And uh, we'll be going on till July 14th of 2019. So hopefully, after listening to this show, you will run and get your tickets, especially if you happen to be uh, in the UK and in Europe. Hey, it's worth a trip from the States as well. And uh, we'll be talking to some of these amazing artists over the next uh, hour and a half or so. <laughs> And the voice you've been listening to is that of Reem Banna, the Palestinian singer who sadly passed away last year after a 10-year battle with... uh, breast cancer. Now, she has passed away, but her memory lives on and her music certainly lives on through uh, amazing artists who this year are getting together and uh, as part of the Shubak Festival in London and uh, they will be uh, performing as part of a Reem Banna tribute. They call it the Trace of the Butterfly. That will be happening on Tuesday, July 9th at the Barbican in London and uh, it's going to feature amazing artists who will be making the trip just to pay homage to uh, Reem Banna. Those in Include uh, Tanya Saleh, no stranger to the Arabology show, one of our favorites ever. She will be at uh, the festival on uh, July 9th. Also, Palestinian composer and pianist Faraj Suleiman, who also has a new album. So, uh, two reasons to see him. They'll also be joined by Tunisian singer Sabrine Jenhani, whose music we've played when uh, she was one half of the Tunisian group Yumma, the duo. And uh, she's actually launching a career on her own. She will be uh, also part of the tribute. And then we have got the one and only Syrian producer MC Bukulthum, who will be performing newly reorchestrated versions of Reem Benna's material, accompanied by a specially assembled band. And I'm delighted to tell you that Bukulthum was able to give us some of his time here on the Arabology Show, and that we recorded an amazing interview we're going to air with him on today's show just for you to uh, know who he is, but also to go to the concert and check out his oeuvre which really stands on its own. Also on today's show we're going to have an interview with somebody who is shaking things up in the Arab world and beyond the one and only Khansa whose music we certainly have played on the Arabology show. 
He will be performing along with Cabaret Sheikhat on Friday, July 12th at Rich Mix in London. And that's, of course, part of the festival. Now, this this performance is going to be breathtaking. If you know who he is, then you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, then stay tuned because I will be airing on today's show an exclusive interview with Hansa, who joined us via Skype all the way from uh, Lebanon to speak about his and his upcoming plans as well. And as if that wasn't enough, well, we will be also airing a, uh, an interview we just recorded with the one and only Juliana Yesbek, who will be at the Shubak Festival also on July 14th. She'll also be performing at the Liverpool Arabs Arts Festival on July 5th. And of course, Juliana's song called Alihat was ranked among the top three songs of 2018 by Arabology listeners and students at Stanford. It was such an honor to interview her. So uh, stay tuned because she's coming your way and she is a powerhouse. Shubak.co.uk. Read more about these artists, promote them, encourage them. They are the amazing voice of a new generation that comes from the Arab world and who are, through their music, changing the world. I should also mention that in the background, uh, you've been listening to uh, a couple of tracks taken from an album that was released uh, uh, in honor of uh, Reem Banna containing remixes. It's called uh, Reem Banna Remix, R-I-M-I-X. And uh, the song you're listening to right now was remixed by Noor. It's called Yalil Ma Atwalak. And finally, I want to say a very special thank you to two amazing individuals who helped me in uh, connecting with uh, the amazing artists you're about to hear and to listen to it through the interviews. Fadi, Haddadin, Christine, Hasboon, and everyone behind the scenes, both in uh, Europe, in the Arab world, and everywhere who are really working so hard to make sure that this kind of music gets heard, not only in the Arab world, but in the West. I'm so proud today to promote the uh, Shubak Festival, as well as Marsam, as well as every artist who I'm going to play today and whose music will hopefully change your world.
podcast crew, we're hauling up at 901, about to hit the airwaves. Ready for big trucks, cool characters, and the explosive action you'll only find in Convoy? Well, rev up your engines for... An ear full of Convoy. Northern California's number one podcast about the 1978 movie based upon the 1976 novelty song about trucking. Fans of cinema and music will find much like... That is, if you're not some no-good bear like Dirty Lyle. Breaker, breaker, good buddy. Expect in-depth analysis, breaking news about the cast and crew, a little rubber duck humor, and we'll even have a bear in the air. They even had a bear in the air. And I have on the phone with me, all the way from London, yes, the one and only Christina Hasboon, who has been instrumental in facilitating all these amazing interviews that you're about to hear on today's show. Uh, Christina reached out to me for a kind of collaboration between the Arabology Show, Stanford University, Marsam, and the Shubak Festival. Now, for our listeners, Christina, can you yes. tell us a little bit? about Marsam and uh, and the Shubak Festival and what you guys are doing in the UK in terms of promoting this kind of amazing Arabic music. Sure. So um, I'll start with Marsam. We're a London-based events company and we promote underground alternative and indie app musicians and bands. We bring them over and we showcase or we, we, we show basically their work across various venues in London and sometimes even uh, across the UK whenever possible. And we've worked with artists and musicians like Master Khalife, Mashroor Leila, Dam, Trio Gibran, Dania Saleh and many more. This year, we have collaborated for the second time with Shubak Festival, which is a festival that was founded in 2011 by the mayor of London, but it's now an independent charity. And it's, it connects London audiences and communities with the best of contemporary Arab culture through the programming of the festival. And it showcases film, arts, music, theatre, dance, literature and debate, all from the Middle East. According to the Sunday Times, it's apparently the biggest festival of Arabic culture outside the Arab world and we're really thrilled and excited to be doing the music programming for Shabak Festival which we've been working on for the last year. Are you finding that the audiences that come to the festival are mainly you know of Arab descent or is or are we seeing more of a mixed audiences between east and west? Uh, this is the beauty of the festival we see audiences mixing from east to west, local communities, British audiences. You literally have people from all backgrounds coming to, to, to this festival to attend the various events. And you hear many languages. And it also brings the communities closer together. So that's what we notice at many of our, whether it's separate Marsam events or within Shubak Festival. The community gets together. Everyone wants to see a certain musician. They come, they have a good time, they chat, and it creates this space um, and occasion for everyone to come together and share nice moments. 
Conference. Can you tell us about uh, this year's festival in terms of the dates and where people can get tickets? The festival opening night is next Friday, 28th June, and uh, it runs for two weeks until the 14th of July. If listeners go to shabak.co.uk, the website for the festival, they will find the calendar with links based on either performance or music or visual arts. They, they should choose their interests and they will get links to descriptions about the uh, events, ticket links, prices, everything on there. And the opening night, if I may announce, which we are really excited about, uh, it's Kaharib Night, which is the second edition of Kaharib. We started it two years ago in the 2017 uh, edition of the Shubak Festival. It's sort of designed to bring together a best showcase of the electronic music in the Arab world. And so this year we will be hosting uh, DJ Sama and Shkun, mixing Oriental Slow House and Nuri. And also we have a special guest, Anahita Shamsiya, who sort of grew out of Tehran's underground electronic scene and she then fine-tuned her music across the UK, Turkey and Germany. And so that's the opening night on Friday the 28th of June at 8pm, Kahareb. At Rich Mix in London. And it's a party that will go on till 4am. And so this party, of course, requires tickets. People can get them now. Yes, they, <laughs> they, they can get them now on the website. Either they go... They can go to the Shabak Festival uh, website or to the Marsam website. It's marsm.co.uk uh, or Richmix website. They'll find tickets there. And Christina, well, you know, a couple of the events that are happening this year are really quite moving. One of them is the tribute to Reem Banna, yes. who uh, sadly passed away, I think, last year after mm-hmm, a 10-year battle mm-hmm. with uh, cancer. You're having two tributes uh, or two f- um, events that center on uh, Reem Banna? Yes. So one will be happening in London and the other one will be happening in Liverpool within the Liverpool Arab Arts Festival, which is a different festival to Shabak, but there's a collaboration happening across the board because we always collaborate. And Reem Banna, as you mentioned, was actually an influential and pivotal figure on the the Palestinian music scene. She passed away uh, in March last year, 2018, after a long struggle with breast cancer. Yeah. And I have to say that for this special night, we have brought together uh, musicians who knew her, who worked with her and who were really keen on her work. Those musicians are the amazing, brilliant Tanya Saleh. I can't thank her enough. She's been brilliant. She's been absolutely, she's such a wonderful person to work with. Absolutely (laughs) agreed. And we're all excited to have her from Lebanon. And then Faraj Suleiman, who's a Palestinian uh, composer and musician and pianist and he's done the compositions of Reem Banna's works. He's he's rearranged them and they will be performing them him uh, alongside Tanya Saleh and then Bukulthum as well, a Syrian rapper and producer, and also Sabrin Janhani from Tunis, who is uh, known throughout her work with uh, Yuma. Now, every artist you've mentioned, Christina, has been played on the Arabology show, which yeah. only shows that <laughs> this was meant to be for us to kind of collaborate and get the word out about the amazing w- work that you guys are doing there in the UK. Wallah Rafin Rasna, and I only wish I could get 
on a plane and come and attend every festival. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yalla. Next edition. Next edition, Ramzi. Inshallah, ya Rab. Tickets are available on the uh, uh, Shabbat Festival. And can you give us that URL again, please, Christina? www.shabbat.com which is s-h-u-b-b-a-k dot co dot u-k and young lady how are we to thank you here at the Arabaldi show for all the time and the patience and your generosity in terms of not only facilitating the interviews but your amazing energy and dedication to spreading this message of Arabic music and peace and harmony through it It's a collaborative work, Ramzi. I think all of us have come together. You have done an amazing job in helping us here as well and making the time and the effort. And we're really grateful to you. And we're huge fans of Arabology. And hopefully, maybe in two years, in the next edition, we'll have you really come to London and be part of the whole buzz. I would be honored, Christina. And you should also know that you have a home here at Stanford anytime you're in the area. To come visit us on the campus, we would be delighted to host you, show you around, and introduce you to our Arabic-speaking students. Thank you very much. And when we come back, we're going to begin with our promised interview, so don't go anywhere. KZSU Stanford. When we come back, we're going to have our interview with the one and only Bukul Thum, who, as we said, will be uh, part of the tribute. He'll be remixing songs by uh, Reem Banna, but he'll also be speaking about his own work, his new album, his uh, musical journey, and much more. And so stay tuned, because after the break, we're just going to begin. Want to improve the quality of your kids' education? RAFT, R-A-F-T, the resource area for teachers, supports teachers with affordable tools and training. To learn more, visit raft.net. So welcome to the Herbology Show coming to you from KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM and I am really honored today to be speaking with somebody who is changing the Arab music scene and has been doing so for several years the one and only Bukul Thum who is speaking with me live from Holland Marhaba ya ibni how are you I'm good thank you very much how are you Good good so you are actually in uh, in Amsterdam right now Yes I am and uh, are you uh, excited about the up- upcoming Reem Banna tribute, which has brought us together today. First of all, I'm really anxious and I'm really stressed because Reem Banna is such a huge icon. And for me to be part of this uh, project, first of all, I'm very honored to be part of this project. Second of all, I feel a lot of responsibility. Anyone in my position would feel the same, man. So Munir Bukaltum, for those listeners in America who may not know who Reem Banna was, can you kind of fill us yeah. in of what, what, who she was and what she meant to you? She was not only a musician to me. She was not only a singer uh, or an, uh, a performer of that sort. For me, like, she was an icon, you know, she was a political icon, she was a social icon. And for me, it's just a huge loss that we got to lose such a great soul um, from 
the scene of ours. And I don't know, but I don't think there would be anybody that would fill that place, especially for a woman that comes from our part of the world, which is nearly impossible to have that much of um, an impact. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. go into the, your generation, they are constantly yeah. resurrecting and honoring uh, Ribanna. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's been almost a year, hasn't it, uh, Munir, since her passing? Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. what a wonderful occasion for people to be able to go, especially if you are in the UK, uh, yeah. on uh, Tuesday, the 9th of July, to experience this tribute to Reem Banna. It's called The Trace of the Butterfly. Yes. And you, Bukul Thum, you are one of the artists that will be paying tribute to Reem. Yes. Are you mixing some of her songs uh, or, or are you leaving it uh, as a surprise for us? Well, yeah, I, I mean... I'm I'm working with uh, Faraj Suleiman, which is a very talented musician, pianist, and um, we're working together on uh, two tracks. And yeah, I'm 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 gonna keep it for the for the show. But I do see that you're also going to be performing on Friday, the 12th of July, in Liverpool, and then in London. Mashallah. And yes. so, for anyone listening, especially if you happen to be in Europe, go to this amazing tribute to Reem Banna. It's called the Trace of the Butter. Fly. It's going to be on Tuesday, the 9th of July, and then in Liverpool on the 12th of July. Tickets are available immediately, so run, don't walk, and get them. Bukul Thum, I would love to turn to your own career if you have a moment. May I start with the new song, which is called Walla? Yeah. Can you tell our listeners what the song is about and what inspired you to create this extremely powerful music video? Basically. Basically, uh, what inspired me to do that track is I'm starting to witness something I'd like to call the victim culture, which um, everyone wants to be a victim or tries to be a victim or they try to use a victim card. Even if they don't have one, everyone is in a like a search mission for one. And I think social media and the Internet is part of what created that culture because this um, mob mentality of this human being is an angel and this human being is a complete devil. You know, like once we love a character as a public in our day and age, especially in, in, in the case of our generation, they're either an angel that doesn't make mistakes. And if they do mistakes, they turned into devils because the public now thinks this guy is the devil just because uh, someone made a mistake. You know what I mean? And when I wrote this track, like the perspective I, I, I was making is that I was approaching while I was writing from the side of the uh, demon or the uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, And writing from the demonized side, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So for me, the whole track is like, all of you want to be lambs so bad. Mm. I will voluntarily take the other side and I will come do, um, do you harm. <laughs> Let's put it this wow. way. And the whole track, I'm showing you how bad I am and how devilish, let's say, I am or how demonized I am. But at the same time, I'm expressing my feelings, which means I have feelings, you know. And at the same time, I go and ask for forgiveness and ask for God's guidance, even when I'm a demon or whatever, because we all know the most uh, human being you hate in your life. You think they're bad people, but someone out there thinks they're good people. You know, there is good and bad in everybody, no matter who they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is the point that I'm trying to make. 
Who's ever the victim, their emotions matter the most. Who's ever the wrongdoer, let's say, their their feelings don't matter. You know what I mean? This is the perspective that I took while I wrote this track and done the video clip. <laughs> is a Syrian producer MC uh, who combines the sounds and Arab samples and, and beats and conscious lyrics and poetry under a comedic awkward cover. How do you feel yeah. about that intro, Munir? <laughs> <laughs> in fact, this is, uh, this is I mean, it's, it's challenging, isn't it? In a way, you have to kind of create your own genre or a fusion or whatever you may call it. You're not sort of relying on a genre that existed before. To be honest... I'm having fun. To me, I've always focused on myself and I've told a lot of people, I, and I've said it a, a lot of times in interviews, I do music for me, not for anyone. And the reason why my music started to blow up and I started to get known is because people started relating, not because I was making music for other people. You know, I was, I always make music about something that touches me personally, not Bukulthum, Munir, you know what I mean? Right. I, I feel I'm privileged in this in a way because I have so many musical different inputs you know from a religious point of view from 
uh, a Western hip hop 90s point of view from new soul and jazz and blues point of view because these inputs have always affected me in the same way, you know what? But I have always had the first passion was hip hop. So I always created hip hop. I come from hip hop. But at the same time, I started breaking that box that I put myself in for years, you know, right. and and that's why a lot of people um, couldn't adjust fast because a lot of people like I dropped an album called Bar Bar, which is a very hardcore boom bap uh, hip hop album. And then I dropped the first singing track, which, which was Terhal. Mm. So everyone was like, OK, Bukulthum clearly did the production, but who's singing, you know? And I was like me and, that, and everyone was shocked. And wow. it, like, what <laughs> yeah i mean seriously i'm, I'm looking yeah. at your at your soundcloud um yeah. page and of course i'm looking at the album Bobo, and i yeah. read the reviews and yeah. it is powerful it is something that perhaps only hip-hop can do and the fact that it is in arabic and is reaching yeah. a whole new generation that needs your voice how difficult is it for you to sort of be uh, performing in arabic to western audiences and how would you contrast that with like mainly arab audiences to be honest, man, when I do shows, like I rarely speak English. First of all, first of all, a lot of people in the crowd come because they know me, you know. And after the immigration um, and the war in Syria and all of that, there is a lot of Syrians and in, in Middle Easterns and Arabs in the, uh, from the region in Europe right now. So wherever I go, there is a ton of fans. A lot of venues were sold out, you know, and mostly there were Syrians. So for me, it was it was like, listen, I'm not going to translate every track for you. The majority are my people. And that's who like that's who I'm communicating with. And, and, and the problem is the lyrics are so complex. You know how complex Arabic is, how vast Arabic is. My mom is, a, is an Arabic literature teacher, you know what I mean? Oh, wow, and wow. I got, I got ijazah al-Quran when I was, when I was in 11th grade, like, wow. you know? Like, Allah, I, Munir, I so, did not know this. Yeah, I, I go from a very <laughs> religious environment. Hey, but, so, I, but, but isn't hip-hop sort of a, the new poetry? I mean, it's, it's the media, it's like what the shair al-qadim uh, yeah. uh, used to do for people. Your lyrics are moving people the way poetry used to move people back in the Asr al-Abbasi or al-Umawi. Of course, uh, it's all always have been it, it always have been an influence the name Bukulthum comes from Um Kulthum of course but it also comes from Amr bin Kulthum who's a poet and a, and, a, and a resistant and a fighter so the connection between bin Kulthum and Um Kulthum is the father Bukulthum you know what I mean it's the middle point between music poetry and resistance so for me poetry have always been part of my whole thing you know like writing and and expressing with words and 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 i love manipulating that and i'm really glad that i learned english this way because for me now i think in different languages and it kind of expanded the way i wrote in arabic and the way i flowed in arabic and that's what kind of was different for me in my experience did you, you come uh, from, I mean, you come from Syria, but were you actually born and raised there? Can you tell us a little bit about your uh, journey in terms of your childhood yeah. into adulthood? Well, I was born and I grew up in Syria. I traveled a lot with, uh, I mean, with my family, but mainly, mainly my whole life was in Syria. I was born in 1991 and until 2000. 13 beginning of 2013 i went to jordan i stayed in jordan for three years and then i moved to europe to amsterdam and that's where you are now 
يس طب وللمستمعين باللغه العربيه لمستمعينا بالعالم العربي ممكن نطلب منك منير هيك تعطيهم شيء اهداء باللغه العربيه وبلكي كمان تعزمهم على الفستيفال بلندن او بانجلند بالشهر الجاي اكيد لكل المستمعين باللغه العربيه تحيه كثير كبيره لكم وين ما كنتوا على سطح المعموره وخارج اوطانكم واوطاننا بحب اخبركم انه في عندنا حفله وهي اهداء للأيقونة ريم بنا بلندن بالباربيكان سنتر وفي كمان بليفربول ب 12 اوف جولاي جزء من الليفربول ارتس فيستيفال فبتمنى اشوفكم هناك و Before I let you go, I have mm-hmm. to ask. I mean, the album Bobo is right now getting critical reviews everywhere I'm reading. It's powerful. It is. It has to be experienced to be believed. But is it too early for me to ask you what is on the horizon for you next? Basically, I am just before this interview, I had a, a guitarist friend. We were working on a new track uh, in Arabic, but Um, I'm preparing a few English demos. There is a lot of topics that I can't speak about in Arabic, man. There is a lot of stuff that are taboos in my language. One, two, there is a, a, a kind of a corner in my mind which I could express with better in English. So I prepared a few demos, but I'm still working uh, on like polishing one single and then dropping it with a with a video Bukulthum Habibna I hope one day you will come to the states where we, I will come and bring my Stanford students with me and we will sing along to your music from <laughs> Walla to my favorite song which I'd like to end with <laughs> and that is Zamilu this song this video this is a work of art uh, so as I, I uh, as we uh, segue into the next segment may I ask you to tell me just a little bit about the song Zamilu so that our American listeners can understand a little bit what this is of all course. about and to say thank you Munir Bukulthum for your generosity for your first constantly giving not only to your people but to the world at large we are so proud of you Ya Ibni Thank you so much man thank you sir Zammilu uh, is a track it's a love track that I wrote for a lot of women in my life That changed my life to the better. And I always say it, man. I I am grateful to way more women than I'm grateful to any man. For me, without the women in my life that they know who they are, I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be this guy. I wouldn't be Bukulthum. I wouldn't make all of this because credit is given when it's due, man. And, and, and you always have to take a chance and look at your privileges and look at, be grateful to the people that pushed you. Be grateful to the environment that you come from. Be grateful to everything that you should be grateful for. And this is one of the main thing that I felt really grateful for. And I had to express myself in this love song to, to the women that personally, Uh, changed my life to the better. So this is this is Zamilu. Zamilu, Zamilu, Tassi Berdi, Ya Bahu, Zamilu, Niu Zamilu, Ala Sadri, Hamilu, Kafi Uhi, Kafi Uhi. كفلوني يا العيون حناطيني كفليني علم القاسي الحنو سند انثى بألف رجال تبني بظهر سدود بينا عسود الدور 
ضوي زمان انجو لما تضرب راسي نفسي وتبدا تنهشني الوحوش غيرك عنهن ما بيحوش فبخوفهم فيكي انا اسكيان مو بس ضلع اللي زنب عن هوا قومي يا طوف على الروا علمي العطاشة ترتوى عمروا في عمروا جيل واعطوا عمر للمروى ما بيخافوا الدم ولا بيهابوا الموت بس بيخافوا اللي بيحب يطلع له صوت خوف فيكي علمون فيك KZSU Stanford And as promised, I have with me on the line, all the way from Lebanon, the one and only Khansa who is joining me today on the Arabology show. I'm going to greet him in Arabic and perhaps in Lebanese. Uh, hi, Kifak, Sava. Hey, hi, Ramzi, Kifak. Anamni, uh, how is uh, Beirut? <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it's going great here. <laughs> So, I'm very happy to be uh, on your show. Thank you very much. And we are honored to have you on the Arabology show where we have followed your career. In fact, I should tell you, Khansa, right away that your song, which was called Khayef, scored among the top 20 songs of the year on the Arabology show for 2018. Mabruk. And, uh, thank you so much. Hey, thank you so much. Mabruk. I'm very happy to hear this. And that was, uh, Khansa, that was voted by uh, students at Stanford and Arabology listeners who uh, voted for you. So, mabruk u ila al-amam. Thank you so much. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you, really. So, Khansaf, one of the uh, main things I want to mention is this upcoming performance that you're going to have in England as part yeah. of the Shubak Festival. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, that performance and uh, what to expect? Yeah, I'm, I'm super looking forward for this performance, um, especially that it's uh, the first time in England. Uh, so, the performance is taking place at the Rich Mix as part of Shubak Festival. And um, there's a lot of interesting things I'm going to be experimenting with. Uh, the performance basically uh, is like a journey. It's like a visual and uh, it's an audiovisual journey that talks about an androgynous um, character that's going through uh, a lot of uh, different phases uh, as he uh, rediscovers his identity, as he deals with insecurity, uh, intimacy, uh, and, and then it talks about transcending 
ending after after everything that this character goes through and uh, everything is is portrayed via visuals i mean there's dance the whole time because i come from a dance bang- background and and uh, accompanied uh, uh, is the music there's also um, my dear friend uh, zohal who is a very now uh, special lebanese drag queen who's wow. really booming in Beirut, who's going to also be part of the performance oh, as a wow. special guest. And he's going to make a very special appearance as part of the story of the performance. And uh, basically, in the music, there we're, we're revisiting some old Middle Eastern songs and reshaping them uh, in a very modern way on stage as part of the performance. And there's also a new... Uh, what I like to call a Middle Eastern avant-pop music that's playing. Uh, I have original music. There's poems. There's, there's, it's like it's like a whole multidisciplinary performance that's taking place, and I'm super excited for it. Mashallah, you make us want to hop <laughs> on a plane and come to England <laughs> to watch you. And a special uh, hello, I think, uh, goes out to uh, Christina Hasboon, who really has gone out of her way to link the Arabology show to the Shubak Festival and to yeah. Who is my guest today on the Arabology Show coming to you from KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM? Again, we're going to tell everybody, Hansa, that you're going to be performing in England as part of the Subak Festival. And the date is Friday, July 12th. It's going to be yeah. at 8 p.m. And people can check out the subak.co.uk uh, site for tickets and for more information. Uh, Hansad, are you are kind of are you collaborating with this cabaret Sheikha? No, technically, I'm actually uh, going up first. It's a lineup. But I'm super excited to meet uh, Cabaret Sheikhat. They're really cool. And I've checked their material online. And it's, it's a very special show. And uh, maybe, hopefully, collaborate in the future. I mean, that's something we will be discussing probably backstage. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. And they're <laughs> so, from Morocco. And so we've got Lebanon and Morocco on stage sort of challenging, I think, notions of uh, gender, of queerness, of masculinity. And, uh, and I think that's kind of uh, the way you burst onto the scene, isn't it as you were first known mm. as a dancer i started off um when i when i was in college i was dancing and at the same time i was singing and i was trying to find a way to connect both so that i don't really just pursue uh, each individually and rather do something that where both work together to communicate ideas and i felt that the the most uh, the, the the thing that I can relate to the most is my culture and and uh, and the belly dance. And then uh, w- when when I started belly dancing, I it was first challenging, of course, because it's a man dancing and and people still. Yeah, I mean, we in the in the Arab world, it's it's still difficult for people to take a female dancer seriously. So it's very challenging. To, to be dancing as a man and to be especially the way I present it, where it's uh, very masculine in a way, but at the same time, I, I kind of expose my skin, I expose myself and I, I talk about sensuality at the same time. So at the beginning, it was very challenging and uh, a lot of people were still not really accepting. But with time, I mean... I'm not saying that everyone accepts it now. I mean, I still do get some lashes, uh, b- 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 um, not lashes, back some lashes. backlash. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It did well. Like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because uh, the Allah lashes, yeah. speaking of lashes, because in my performance, I use a lot of chains and that, like the concept goes really dark, <laughs> but that's also part of it. So yeah, I, I still get backlash and I still 
uh, people still like look at me in a certain way that's not very nice uh, and I hear some comments but at the same time I'm, I think this is part of the challenge this is part of also uh, the change if you want to call it this way uh, uh, where I, I and that's that's why the idea of Chayef uh, that's how the idea of Chayef started the music video how I, when I released it I wanted to talk about that issue. I wanted to to invite people to uh, to a living room of a, of a Middle Eastern boy who is dancing in front of his family and and show the whole idea of transformation and how this thing actually made this person transcend and become really comfortable with who they are and and basically yeah so it's like this is a real story of who i am so i'm trying to really be connected with with this form of dance in, in my performances so i can really uh, get, get get out what i want to say to the people in a sense i don't know if i'm making any sense but like uh absolutely i think you you absolutely yeah. is the little boy in the Chayef video is that you no that's not <laughs> me that's that's what i call very good casting because everyone wow. thought it was me he's he's just a space sweet kid who's actually very talented Oh well, wow! So, yeah. And you made it look like old footage from old yeah. videos. Masallah, I could have sworn that was you. Uh, so, uh, so Hansa, we're talking about the um, the video Chayef, which really I think is one of the most superb works of art that I've ever seen. It works on every level: the music, the sound, the uh, the tribute Muhammad Abdel Wahab, and of course the idea of challenging gender and masculinity and femininity and these kind of roles in Lebanon. Did you expect Chayef to take off? the way it did and to do to have the impact it has not only on the music scene but also on the idea of gender in the arab world i did expect it to get some attention but it uh it i mean it got the right amount of attention and i'm happy that it's out there and people can especially though the, the, everyone who can connect with the video and can relate to the story it opened a lot of interesting discussions and uh there's this lady i once met at a round table uh we were discussing lgbtq issues across the region and then she comes up to me and tells me uh, your video helped me to communicate uh, with my grandmother and talk to her after 15 years to, to have a conversation that I couldn't have in 15 years wow. and that to me was like oh I think we like I think that's why the video is there and I'm happy to be doing what I'm doing so yeah so I'm about to play a little clip from uh, Hansa right here on uh, KCSU and uh, before we do let's tell our American listeners that this is actually a very uh, known classical Egyptian tune yeah uh, basically, uh, Khayef, the song is an adaptation of the acclaimed Egyptian composer Muhammad Abdel Wahab's Khayef Auli Lif Albi, which translates into I'm, af I'm afraid to speak what is in my heart. And um, uh, this track comes as a confrontational track, uh, and it's like a different take on the original lyrics, which speak both of love and rejection. And it reinterprets it uh, in the context of a boy's journey of acceptance. So it's like a contemporary rendi rendition that deconstructs deep-seated ideas of gender and explores what it truly means to be authentic. The words I uh, say, uh, it scares me to speak of how I feel about you, knowing you might reject and ignore me. But should I keep my love from you? Would my eyes speak the truth of my urges? And so, yeah. the lyrics actually are generously provided in the under the YouTube video. And yes. I urge people to listen to the Arabic, to read the English lyrics. And uh, and it's got quite an impact because it was a song that was what? Composed by Muhammad Abdel Wahab in 1929, right? Yeah. Written by Ahmad Abdel Majid in 1929 and then brought up to date by Khansa in 2000, what, is, what was it, 17? Uh, 
yeah. beautiful rendition and I'll be right back to speak more with uh, Hansa so uh, stay tuned Here on the Arabology show with the one and only Hansa, who is uh, generously giving me his time while in Beirut. He's joining us through Skype right here. And I want to say thank you again to him for that beautiful song, Chayef, which we just heard. So to follow up that song must have been difficult, Hansa, right? Yes, big time. <laughs> if that's what you mean, big time. I had to like think about an album. It was very spontaneous how it started. I was like, okay, this is a track that I that we did. Let's put it out there. And, and then after that, realized that people are relating to what we're doing and, and they're enjoying it. And, and, and so I, I really wanted to give more. So, so the result was... Yeah, that was the second track that was released. Yeah, the track Qisat uh, Al-Ams, which, which translates to uh, the story of yesterday, uh, is a song that is originally composed by the famous Riyad As-Sumbati. Who is like who is one of the greatest uh, Egyptian composers also, uh, and written by Ahmed Fathi, and it was created in 1958. And most importantly, it was performed by the great uh, female diva of uh, of the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Kaukab Shark, Um Kulthum, uh, who is yes, I mean, uh, for for uh, Um Kulthum is 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 an idol to me, and and uh, I her music is like a school for me as well, and uh, that's why I really wanted to do to pay a tribute to to her uh, in 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 my way uh, in a different context, of course. And uh, I've always uh, included her work in my uh, repertoire when I perform live. Uh, I'm also also fascinated by uh, the lyrics that she sings. 
and use that also as a way for me to uh, to rewrite songs and and find new songs. Like a one single word from her lyrics can turn into a whole track. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's no words to describe uh, the level of perfection this uh, artist uh, was at in terms of her vocal performance, her presence on stage. How empowering is it for me to hear that your generation, uh, Hansa, is uh, still <laughs> listening to the classics Abdel Wahab and Fairuz maybe uh, updating the And, and playing with them, but certainly respecting them and uh, listening to them. Uh, what is next for you? Uh, is, is there going to be a Fairuz tribute I keep hearing? Fairuz, <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I, I haven't thought of it yet. I don't know why. It's strange. It's more of like, because it just happened that Um Kultum is, is my idol and I just really wanted to pay tribute to her. But, uh, I mean, next in my performances, I have artists like Faiza Ahmad and wow. Asmahan and uh, Wadia Safi, actually. Uh, Fairuz, I think, I, I, actually, it's a good question because uh, maybe it's because when we were raised, uh, as when we were kids, when we used to go to school, we always used to listen to Fairuz in the morning. So it became like a thing for us where Fairuz, like to me at least, where Fairuz Khalas is part of, of our culture to a point that... <laughs> untouchable yeah. <laughs> you mean untouchable yeah <laughs> you know and and Fairuz, you know like uh, she's also a perfection in her own way you know during my research i found a couple of tracks that Fairuz has worked on and they include a lot of you can feel there's so much pain there's so much uh, emotions that are going there and that is also a possibility that i might at some point put out this track. I mean, if I, if I managed to find something that nobody knows about uh, in, for Fairuz, I would probably go for that and challenge myself as well. So, yeah. Yeah, give it the Khansa touch. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's listen to a part from the uh, song Qissat al-Ams that we just discussed by Um Kulthum. And when I come back, I'm going to conclude my interview with the one and only, the amazing Khansa who is with me all the way from Lebanon.
like I want to give you a chance to talk to our listeners about some of the projects you're involved in, some of what you plan to do in the future, and uh, and and we're of course going to end by uh, stressing the show that's happening in uh, the UK uh, in July. Thank you, thank you, Ramsey, for this opportunity. Uh, basically, yes, I uh, am super looking forward for what's coming next. I have I'm shooting a music video. This is uh, the the how I'm supposed to say it. It's like. Uh, Uh, the exclusive uh, Ooh, yeah. announcement now. Wait, wait, I gotta yeah, say this. this is, you heard it right here on our apology, an exclusive so, premiere. Yes, exactly. <laughs> please. Yeah, it's kind of a surprise. It's a song that I've been singing in from the live, and it's uh, it's called "Khabirni Kif Badakani Ahlam," which translates to tell, "Tell me how am I to dream." It talks about. Uh, You can call it like toxic relationships, but like uh, uh, it's also inspired actually by uh, uh, the song Al Hulum, the Dream by Um Kulthum. But uh, what's cool about this track is that it's very pop, and uh, it's it's the different it's different pop. Like it's not the common Arabic pop that we listen to on the radio, but it's actually an, uh, a new an, we can call it like a, a new direction to the pop, and it's it's like the saddest yet sweetest track of the uh, of my live performance. And I'm finally putting it out soon. And I'm shooting the video this uh, weekend. The song and the music video will really will, will be released uh, uh, during the week when I'll be in London. Uh, and we'll go online and on all uh, streaming services, YouTube, uh, uh, everywhere. Uh, with actually, uh, with a very controversial um, uh, art cover that got rejected from the stores, but still I'm going to release this art cover on my own social media. It's also like a, a very polit strong political statement. Uh, and uh, yeah, basically yeah. that's uh, what's coming up soon. And uh, I'm currently working on two EPs. Uh, the first one is by, produced by Mozaza, who produced Khayef and Qusat Al-Ams and basically most of the show, uh, and who also will be performing with me uh, in London. And I am um, very happy also about this because uh, Zaza and I have been on this for a long time, and this is also a very special moment for both of us. Uh, and he is super talented, and I want the world to know his name, Mozaza. And uh, my other uh, EP that is also produced by a special friend of mine, his name is Samir Etienne Shami, also known by Etienne. And we're working on this interesting um, kind of a sound for, uh, for also some of the songs that I have in my life. And one of our songs, you can also check it out on Netflix, actually. It's been featured in uh, 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 the Jordanian series. that The, the series Jin. Yeah, Jen the series. Uh, so to remind everybody here that uh, Hansa, among the many, many things he's involved in, will be performing in uh, England on Friday, the 12th of July, 2018. Get your tickets now. And if you're anywhere in the UK, you will not regret it. He's going to be performing along with Cabaret Shaykhat for a genre-bending performance right there. And we applaud you for your courage and for changing the world slowly but surely. Thank you so much for your sweet words. That's very sweet of you, and and uh, thank you so much for having me and giving me also the chance to share my my upcoming projects and to have this lovely conversation with you. And um, I really hope that uh, I'll, uh, I'm like I'm always there to to inspire people and to invite them to be part of the change. We look forward to staying in touch. And KZSU Stanford.
start right away by saying that I have uh, on the air with me all the way from London the one and only Juliana Yazbek whose song has exploded on the Stanford campus last year reaching number three in our top uh, 20 countdown Juliana did you know about this well I do now <laughs> um, 
Actually, it was it was really wonderful when I woke up and I saw the post where you shared. I think it was the top twenty, your choice of top twenty, or or your listeners' choice of top twenty. Was not only it? hey, not only listeners, Juliana, but Stanford students, especially Stanford students of Arabic, voted for you. Beautiful. So your your album had had an impact not only upon Arabic speakers, but in terms of the message, had quite an impact on uh, the way we are dealing or attempting to deal with uh, gender inequality with the current state of uh, post-colonial societies, cultural identities, all of that is in your album, which is called Sun God. Now, however, did you come up with that, young lady? And thank you for coming up with that. Oh, thank you for saying that. Um, are you are you referring to the title or to the album itself? Well, let's talk about both, Juliana. The, the title, of course, in English, Sun God, in Arabic, it is... Uh, Baal. How did that album come to life? I think it's it was a culmination of my entire life story, or at least my my lived experiences. And I think as my first album, it really had the potential to be that because there was never an album before it. So really, it it was pure in a way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everything in there is a reality that I lived through. Is something that I really wished I could find on the Arab music market. And when I couldn't find it, I made it. I was like, oh, this is why it's no one's made it is because I'm meant to do that. This is my calling. So here we go. <laughs> really, I made it for myself. And then to see that it clicked with so many other people and, you know, diaspora people and young women, it was such an honor and a blessing. And I would say also in terms of the critical reviews it's received, I mean, musically and, and the lyrics, I mean, was this all you, Juliana? Yes, lyrics and melodies always me. Um, I had a really great team as well. So usually the way it starts is I'll write. I'm a songwriter in the, in the very typical sense. I'll write lyrics and melody, and once that's complete, I take it into the studio. Some of the songs are co-composed with my longtime guitarist Alexis Kranu, and he's Greek, so that's great. We have quite a similar musical background, mm-hmm. and the album in its entirety is produced by mastermind i should say el jihaz um oh, wow. or hamza arnaud from yes. 47 soul from 47 soul indeed they oh. were you know they were here in san francisco and i got to meet them i honestly lose track of where they're at because they just they're just <laughs> all over the place it's amazing yeah. and he i mean that was such a dream collaboration it was the first time we ever worked together and i will tell you it will not be the last time like we we really understood each other in the studio and i think the sounds we created if i may say so like it's everything i dreamt of Juliana, let me talk a little bit about the song Alihat, which I guess we're going to translate as goddesses. Absolutely, yes. And so one of the things that, you know, I keep uh, reading about you and that really thrills me about your work is the fact that you're not necessarily just taking sort of a Western label or Western identity in terms of feminism or gender or whatever. You're kind of trying to take us back to an almost pre-Westernized identity that we had as, you know, as a people. Would you agree with that statement? More than agree. You said it better than I could ever (laughs) say it. That's absolutely it. I think often as women of color, for lack of better term, and I think I'm not alone in saying this, you know, we sometimes feel like we have to choose between our gender fight and our race fight. And I was kind of tired of that. I was like, I don't need to 
erase my culture and my heritage in order to assimilate into this tight idea of feminism, which mm. doesn't necessarily fit me, nor do I have to let go of my gender, you know, battles or struggles or beliefs in order to fit into my culture. These things should not be mutually exclusive. And that was, oh, it, you know, gave me insomnia for many, many months. And then I just thought, well, this is the work. This isn't something that's outside of the work that's bothering me. No, this is the work that has to be done. And I started doing that work, hopefully. <laughs> feel about being labeled as a feminist absolutely fine i think we can't you know you know the, the saying you need to pick your battles mm -hmm. but i think ultimately they're all one battle really you know every form of oppression they're all working together um whether that's economic inequality gender inequality and that's not to say that we don't have separate struggles, right? right? Even within racism, different races have different struggles. But, you know, when it comes to a label like that, I'm absolutely fine. I think as long as you're doing, you know, a lot of people will replace the actual work with a label. I think we're seeing that a lot with the word intersectionality now, right. as if the word itself replaces the work that needs to be done. So feminism is not a label that I have any issue with. As long as within it, we're really putting in the work. How surprised are you that the album Sun God was embraced not only by uh, feminists, but also Absolutely. by other marginalized sexualities who found in your work uh, a way to feel empowered and a voice that was previously silenced? I mean, I got goosebumps just, just hearing you say that, if I'm really honest, hand to heart. <laughs> 
it's, it's just the biggest honor. What can I say? Like you write what you believe in, you write. Cause when you're an artist, you're like, well, how can I make a change in this world? And often you can sit down and think this is so pointless. I should be out there, you know, being a social worker or, you know, an, an advocate or a campaigner. And you just have to remember that some artists have been the most influential political change that we've seen and that's our sacred duty and if and when it does click as you're saying and it does touch people and it empowers them and it somehow holds up a mirror for them to see their own beauty and their own ah infinity (laughs) it is the biggest honor the Uh biggest honor we are so proud of you here on the Arabology show on the Stanford campus and in the states in general let me just focus a little bit on the uh, lyrics to Ali Hat in Arabic you know now if we were to translate that loosely and expand on it I'm going to hand it to you Juliana No shade, but I really think that like English doesn't really do justice. That's one of the reasons why I haven't translated them yet. But if you would like me to, I'm happy to. If we want to give our have to be a translation, Juliana, just sort of like, you know, tell us what these lyrics are are about, because aren't you attempting to resuscitate sort of uh, an idea of God or goddesses, capital G, small g, uh, and uh, and sort of uh, recuperate it for a new generation? Yes, that's very accurate. Um, Yeah, there's certainly a massive separation between our, let's say, pre-Abrahamic heritage and post-Abrahamic heritage. And again, I don't think that these two need to be mutually exclusive. I can fully identify as Arab today, but also recognize that I have pre-Arab roots. And for me, this is just even more enriching. There is something about polytheism that it had its own gender fluidity and it had its own matriarchy and it's you know i mean we had female deities i think that's such a beautiful thing right and they're even mentioned in the quran aren't they absolutely and and even there there's a lot of medieval arabic poetry that has that kind of hints towards this Mm. really beautiful heritage that we have But for me, this was like also just a nice poetic, symbolic, mystical way of reminding us as maybe non-Western or non-white women that we really don't need to seek empowerment and feminism and strength in the West. It's in our everyday lives. It's in our mothers and our grandmothers and our neighbors and, you know, (laughs) you know, these are like real matriarchs in our day to day lives and. That power is really within us. It's not only in the books of Virginia Woolf and Jane Austen. All of whom are mentioned in your song. Yes. (laughs) We've we've come to idolize them as role models. And and, and I guess that's fine. But but it was at the expense often of the goddesses that are all around us. And uh, those are the mothers, the workers, all the women who come from uh, women of color in, uh, I think, uh, the Arab world and beyond. Uh, Juliana, can I talk a little bit? about your background you were born in new jersey but then you uh, you moved to london i mean how was how did your journey begin here can you share a little bit with us 
I think like a lot of Lebanese people uh, of my generation, we were born outside of Lebanon, uh, mainly because of the civil war that was happening in the 80s. And when I was six, um, the civil war ended and my mom decided to take us to Lebanon. So that was a massive shift in my life. I'd never been there before. Wow. And then I grew up there all the way until I was 22. I finished my bachelor studies, my, my undergrad. Um, so I was, it wasn't until I was 22 that I moved to London and I'm really glad I had that, those formative years in my ancestral land in Lebanon. Um, I think it really taught me a reality that I otherwise would not have been exposed to at all if I'd stayed in New Jersey, much as I love New Jersey, like shout out (laughs) to New Jersey. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, writing in Arabic came naturally to you, right? It did. But if I'm honest, it didn't, it didn't, it, it was in and of itself a bit of a journey, if I'm really honest. There was, I had to do a lot of decolonizing within myself. Mm. Um, I went through a massive like roundabout where I moved away from my roots. I wanted to sing purely jazz. I started off in musical theater and it was this massive like, and then I came all the way back and I was like, what, what am I, you know, spirit, my ancestors are calling me, spirit is calling me, God is calling me, whatever you want to call it. And I was like, what am I running away from? <laughs> and as soon as I wrote in Arabic, something magical happened. And I was like, this is, this is where it's at. You've almost created a new language for us in Arabic to communicate about these issues, uh, especially in terms of gender, I think. Uh, the album is called Sun God. It is available everywhere. And if I were to recommend an album of the year, it would be this one. It is my pleasure today to be speaking with the one and only Juliana Yazbek, who's joining me all the way from London to talk about her amazing work, but also to speak to us about your two upcoming performances. Now, where will you be? Uh, this uh, in July, Juliana. So I am playing Liverpool for the first time. I've never even been to Liverpool. I will be playing Liverpool's Royal Court Theatre on the 5th of July. That's the opening of Liverpool Arab Arts Festival. And then on the 14th of July, 3 p.m., I'm on the National Theatre River Stage for Shubek Festival, both of which I'm hugely excited about. And how nice to hear that in the United Kingdom, they're having all these amazing festivals that center on Arab arts and music. They're both really incredible platforms. I myself am discovering so many Arab artists I did not know about, shamefully, through through festivals such as these. Are there any new projects on the horizon? Oh, there are always new projects. (laughs) Anything you you can share with us? Oh, we don't stop. We don't sleep. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to love you. Can you tell us, maybe give us a hint about what may be coming up for Juliana Yazbek? I can hint. Yes, I can hint. So there's definitely, I mean, already I can tell you that this summer I'm going to be performing a song that no one has ever heard before. It hasn't even been recorded. I literally just wrote it. Very, very recently. Um, At some point in the near future, it will be released. It will be a single. But um, so that's one exclusive. I'm always writing new material. So there will be singles coming, you know, in the next year or so. And we are working towards 
bigger, badder, better shows this autumn 2019. So please, please stay tuned. Du gärna lär mig stämma in att alla beliv kan vi stämma i podcast i jämfört med hela vårt arabi. Det är det som jag lärde mig om att arabi och ilon här kan skriva sälla tusen minnet ilon. Det är nu behöver det man inte måste ha arabi eller bernemis arabologi. أكيد أكيد على راسي وعلى قلبي وآه شو بدي أقول أول شيء شكرا لكم لأنه شفنا الأرقام بالعالم العربي قديش منكم عم يسمعوا الألبوم تبعي بعل أو سان جاد سو شكرا 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 بحبكم كتير كتير مشتاقة لبلدي لبنان ولكل الوطن العربي وإن شاء الله إن شاء الله قريبا منجي منعمل تور أو منعمل حفلات عندكم ببلادكم thank you Zodiana Yazbek, you have been amazing. I am so happy to have had the chance to speak with you today. And I look forward to many more collaborations. That would be a dream for me as well. I'm, <laughs> I'm really, really over the moon. Thank you so much. It's so nice to chat with you. Isma, bidur al-dulab, bidur al-dulab, bidur al-dulab, al-qalbak ba'ad madab. Tariqna b'yindaras b'ayya k'tab, tayyib, wal-ajnabi ba'ati, ayya jawab. Ana kif b'f'tah lu al-bu ba'ad m'f'tah الباب هو وصل على العتبة وما كنا حاسبين له حساب اعتبره بيت امه وذبح البواب وما مسح صباته الا بوجوه الاولاد بس هو حلو واشقر وما بينلاق اول مرة عالرايق عمل تاني مرة تعا نعبد بعل بعد فترة بنتعربط بالامل هو حلو واشقر ما عدنا عارفين الفرق علمونا انه الحلو اشقر والاشقر حلو واللي عيونه زرق واللي مع ورق نص اله ونص انسان قال نص اله ونص انسان KZSU Stanford.